This is Malcolm Barrett. And this is Julianne Emery. And, and this is The Word. All hail the grail. I'm here to tell you that your whole life can change in a moment. And this is that moment. And this is The Word. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Word Podcast Season 4 Preseason Special. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. What's happening? How's everybody been? My name is Dan Ramirez, and I'm at your service. And Steve, this really excites me, man, because even though I'm like super excited, it also saddens me a little bit, too. I'll just go ahead and put that in there because we have arrived to the beginning of the end of the road, man. This is it. This is it. (sighs) Take a breath. Sit back and realize that we're coming to an end of an era, man. I mean, this is where it all started. Our first season when we were doing the podcast, I was just like, how exciting it was the fact that we were going to see this amazing comic that we both love right on the screen and it ha- it was enough for us to be like we need to put our voices into the atmosphere and let other people hear our ex- excitement now that's coming to an end so it's bittersweet but um i mean i can't wait for this season i, I can't wait for them to go out with a bang i have very good reason to think that this will be the craziest season ever because I have been lucky enough to see some things. And I think they may have figured out a way to actually get in all those things that they've been wanting to do for so long. And it's just going to be a crazy, crazy wild ride. Today is going to be fun. All we're doing today is kind of a preseason trailer where we last left off, kind of catch us up for August the 4th. How many episodes are there this season? 12? 10 episodes. Look, that is a very, I'm not gonna lie. That's a very short season. My thing is, it's weird that it's only going to be on for eight weeks, nine weeks, because one of them has two days, so yes, nine weeks. That's dude. the thing. We only got nine that weeks. I don't know. If, you know what, though? Spread. They may spread it out. That's insane, dude. And it's kind of good because they just want to, I think Seth Rogen is focusing on the boys. He was even in one of the episodes. So I think that's where his focus is going. But I'm really excited to see what happens in this season. I know that you can't really say anything about this, but can you at least tell the fans whether or not you're excited for the rest of the season. I can tell you this. I have actually seen the first two episodes. And whereas I'm thrilled, again, getting back to what I was saying, like I honestly don't know how the hell they're going to do this because all bets are off. We're going to be seeing some people that should have, we should have already seen, first of all. Much like Ken Cannon in one, we're going to see some favorite characters and I'm telling you, I really think that because they decided just to go ahead and put the brakes on the show and start focusing on other things, that they are going to try and do as much fan service as possible. So after watching the first two episodes, I can tell you that I'm confused as hell. And I don't and I mean that in a good way, because I'm sure there's going to be an end game that we'll, you know, we'll get to. But it's just so rapid fire and there's like some time jumps involved. Not too much, but a little bit. So I don't want to say anything else, guys, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I want you guys to see it, you know, just clean as you can. But it's going to be the probably, no, it is going to be the most interesting season that we've had so far, without a doubt. I guarantee it. Um, I saw a few things in the first two episodes that makes me very happy that they're like, okay, we understand that you didn't get this. Here you go. And I'm sort of thrilled about it. I cannot wait. Now, before we even talk about anything in the fourth season, you know, we've been away for a little bit of time. For some, who, whoever whoever doesn't listen to Heroes of Noise, they haven't really heard our voices since the last season. 
Some of you might not even know what Heroes of Noise is. So let's fill you in on that, first of all. Guys, if you're just tuning in, this is your first season. Welcome where you've been, first of all. However, we do have a whole other show. It's our regular show that we do every week, and it's called Heroes of Noise Podcast. This used to be our regular show. It's so funny. Things have flipped around. But we're actually getting ready to start our second year of this show. We talk about movies, film, sometimes comics. Uh, lots of television. We do all of that kind of thing. And music. Music's become a big part of it, too. So if you like what you hear this season or you liked what you heard the last few seasons and maybe you never came along this first time around, it's time because Heroes of Noise is going nowhere. So for people getting separation anxiety already, don't trip. We got you covered. There is a whole other show with about 80 episodes for you to enjoy. And we hope you come along for the ride. That's been our primary focus since we last spoke, guys. And I'm telling you, I'm very proud of the show. I know Steve's very proud of the show. We've met some great people along the way, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a positive thing. Don't be sad that the word's going away, because you can follow us along, and you're going to get a lot of the same stuff that you get here, just in a different form. During the course of the year, I've been looking forward to season four, only because, remember last year how crazy I was over season three. Oh yeah, it was nuts. I was like, over the moon, dude. So I was really looking forward to season four. And hearing your responses to what you thought about the first two episodes, I cannot wait. And seeing that they moved, uh, you know, the production to Australia, that's pretty dope. It makes a scenic change. Like everything's different. And when I, I'm, I'm almost prepared to go into, oh, this is going to be a different look of the, of the, and I haven't seen the first two episodes, everybody, but I feel like it's going to have a totally different look. There's definitely an aesthetic change for sure. And I can tell okay. you that the pacing is, is a lot different. It feels like there are some new people involved in the show, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. But, I mean, they changed up a lot of their main people. You know, we had, uh, let's give some shout outs to people that aren't there. Now, we haven't had Dave Blass for a while. But speaking of Dave Blass, and because we've talked about him on the show and had him on the show, I want to give him a little bit of rep real quick and let you guys know, I highly recommend that you go watch The Boys on Amazon Prime. It just dropped on July 26th. That was just a couple of days ago. Dave Blass is doing the Lord's work on this show, you guys. So you got to check it out. It's, it's amazing what this man does. All the visual effects, all that cool digital shit that you see, all the CGI. That was Kevin Lingenfelser. So I'm really sad that he's not there anymore. I haven't really seen anything that lets me think, you know, that they made this huge mistake, of course. But I would much rather see Kevin Lingenfelser in this just because he, he stuck with the show for so long. So we've lost these people. And I have to say I'm a little bit selfishly upset that they moved because we were this close to a set visit. We were very close. We were so close. If they would have been in New Orleans still... Even anywhere in the United States, we probably would have been able to get in for a set visit. So close. You saying that we were close to a set visit, yeah. I forgot about that. And now you got me in a bad mood. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm not bullshitting. I know it could have been like like the one, like the fish I caught was this big until it got away. No, I'm for real telling you that we could have gotten in. We were so freaking close. I had multiple outlets to do so. And you know what? Honestly, had I tried to do it this year, who knows? Maybe. But let's face it. We're not going to Australia. You and I would die in Australia, Steve. I probably wouldn't die of heat stroke, but anything that bites you out there is poisonous. You don't have to look, be like, let me check what bug this is. Just put it in a capsule and go to the hospital. So yeah, they moved their thing to Australia, which is amazing. For me, I don't have to have the ground explode and oh my goodness for this season to be good. I just want them to wrap it up. That's it. If they wrap it up nicely, I am good. Now, I know a lot of people will be like, this isn't the preacher we wanted to see. I get it. But at least we got to see a version of the preacher comic on screen, and I'll be totally happy with that. That's my thoughts. If I may quote Mick Jagger, folks, you can't always get what you want. 
But if you try, sometimes you just might find you get what you need. In other words, just enjoy the show because this is it. You don't have a choice. There's no petitions. You can't write a petition out and get it to Netflix. The show is done. They even covered that at SDCC. It's not happening. Like the show is done. So just enjoy it for what it is. And then maybe one day down the road, who knows, 10 years down the road, maybe we get a preacher movie. You know what? That's true that you never know. And again, I first I'm going to applaud from what they've done up to this point. Who would have thought a preacher show would have gotten on screen? There's only one more comic that is even less likely to make it on screen. And then they did that. (laughs) Well, they were able to do both of those things. So props to them. Props to them. What else we got, brother? I want to give props to a man named Tyson, and I'm going to give you his Twitter handle. It's at Preacher underscore on underscore AMC. This man has been doing it the most. Like, he's done it all year. When the season wasn't on, we were getting our Preacher tweets, you know? And so, Tyson, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because, yes, there are some other people out there that are helping out with this and doing a good job of keeping Preacher alive on Twitter, but maybe it's because I know you personally, man. I I can't thank you enough for keeping the dream alive. So thank you so much. And, of course, um, the other thing I'm going to say before we start... Steve and I have been putting our heads together and figuring out like what we're going to do to make this show really special. And we do have some ideas. We do have possibly, and I say possibly because nothing is confirmed. However, I kind of want to say it's going to happen. There are two different interviews that should be coming this season. Hey man, before we get into the business of things, prior to us recording the show, we did put it out there that we were going to be doing the preseason special today. I said, I'm going to do this around noon. So if you folks want to send some stuff in, let us know. We'll read it. We did get one. And this one, speaking of Tyson, comes from him. So Tyson says, my comments for today's preseason podcast. Well, this is it, gentlemen. The beginning chapter of the end of Preacher. It has been an honor to dissect and discuss Preacher with you and the fellow congregation for the past three seasons. I can't think of any better way to kick off this final journey than to saddle up and ride high off into the setting sun of our beloved series. Thank you, Dan, Steve, and fellow congregation. It's great to have the word podcast back, stoking the flames of fandom again until the end of the world. Or the series, Tyson. Oh, we love you, man. And this is why you get the Tyson shout out. Thank you, Thank sir. Thank you, bro. It's going to be, it's bittersweet. It's going to be, uh, I know here, the hard thing is going to be the last episode, whatever those emails are. It's going to get emotional, like, bro. Like, hey, we love the season. Oh, your first show. This is where we started, dude. There are tears that are going to be shed by somebody, probably me. I think it's going to be a very emotional time. It's go- Here's going to be the hard thing. The sign-off. The last sign-off. Okay, let's not go there. I'm not quite, I'm not quite I'm ready saying, for that. Yet. That is going to be freaking tough. Because, man. Holy but again, crap, dude. But, but again, anyway. and not to repeat ourselves, but there's a whole other show, you guys. Don't worry about us. We'll be okay. Worry about Preacher. Who knows where that's going. Also, we also have a comic to read. So who knows what happens, people? You never know. Who knows? You <laughs> never know. We have the comic to go through. And I cannot reread it over and over. I can't reread it enough. So if I'm like, hey, we're going to reread the comic and go through a breakdown of it, I'm good with that. Because who knows what could happen later on? We might just be like, oh, we're just going to do a quick, fun thing. Are you saying that we might be back? Here's what I will say. In order to keep the word up, money has to be paid. If money has to be paid, we might as well use the bandwidth. That's all I'm saying. All right, so it's kind of like having a ham radio. You just keep it on, and maybe someone yeah, will talk to you eventually. Keep it on. Who knows? Well, yes. Fair enough. Hey, guys, keep, <laughs> keep subscribing. Who knows? Maybe we're going to really make you happy one day. Maybe we'll disappoint you. I do not know just yet. 
A couple of things I want to go over real quick, Steve, before we get started. These are the things that I can mention right now that I know about the new season. I know that we're starting out in Masada. Okay, that's where we're going to be this time. And it's it appears to be like a combination of both Australia and the Middle East. I'm going to go ahead and call it now. I lost the bet, Steve. I'm going to tell you right now. It does not look like Malcolm Barrett's coming back for season four. Boom! I was so sure we were going to get a Hoover clone, but stay tuned because it's oddly being addressed. Now, here's the other thing. I mentioned this quickly, but I think that there's some time jumping going on. I think that's the only way they're going to be able to do all of this and add these people in. I have seen some things that I'm so wanting to tell you guys right now, but I can't guarantee this and I'll say nothing more, but I think we may see an eye patch in season four. We could totally not. And if so, I'm sorry. I don't feel I've lied to you, but that's my gut feeling. When you say flashbacks, what happened was I thought about all the flashbacks we're not going to get that we got in the comic. I honestly don't know if that's the case. Like, again, I don't know how the hell they're going to do this. Are they going to do a Game of Thrones thing and add on time to the episodes, maybe? But don't do a last season of Game of Thrones thing. I hope that's not the case, because that'll be a whole lot of bitching at the end of the season. You mean like waking up and saying, how can I make this show suck royally? How can I take this fantastic show and then just plane crash it? (laughs) 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 What else since we last left off? Uh, We know that Cassidy is still captive in Masada. And uh, Hairstar has now assumed the mantle of the Allfather. As we recall, the Allfather met his fate, and we ended up with a dangling butthole hanging from the ceiling that <laughs> pooped out a little vibe. So we know that he's gone now. Unbelievable. But now Hairstar's the Allfather, so let's see where this takes us. And then lastly, we have hundreds, perhaps thousands, of Humperdoos that are walking the earth right now. There's one original Humperdoo, and the rest of them are all clones. And of course, Arseface has joined the uh, Saint of Killers, and he's now on the hunt for Jesse. That's where we are right now. Grandma's dead. Okay. Spoilers. Oh, and more bad news, dude. What's that? Satan's dead. That's right. I almost forgot about that, man. You know what? Honestly, I didn't even do a rewatch this time. Dad, gone it. Did you ever see yourself saying that it's sad that Satan's dead in your lifetime? I never, never, never. Your family would be ashamed of you right now. You know that, Hudson. Oh, for sure. Especially, I mean, I literally said I love Satan. (laughs) I think we did explain that we both love Satan last episode. For those episodes, was he not the star? Yeah, he killed it, man. He was amazing. <laughs> he was fucking great. <laughs> he was so good. It's safe to say that we both love Satan. That's wild. Revelations. Now I'm sad, dude. You're sad that Satan's dead? Yes. Fuck's wrong with you, Hudson? Come on, man. Get it together. Get your morals right. Here's my question. Do you think they knew that they weren't going to get another uh, season after this one? Is the, Do you think that's why they're like, all right, let's just wrap his thing up? Because we're not going to be able to just continue his arc. Yeah, I think so. Because they, they actually... When they started advertising for season four, it wasn't like season four is on its way. It was the final season. So, yeah, they knew it was going to wrap. They were going to wrap things up. And, yeah, they probably just decided to go ahead and kill him off. But it does say in the trailer that it all goes to hell. Then who knows, dude? I have some theories. You think he's coming back? Well, no, but the last that we (laughs) don't get happy. (laughs) Well, no, but last season, who was behind the desk? Hitler's kind of like the new Satan. He is. So we think. I don't know. But he shows up in this season, too, and we're going to get to that shortly. All right. Now, I have a list that has been released to the press. I've seen it floating around on Twitter. This is definitely going to be spoiler stuff right here. I can't tell you anything about the plot and where these people are going to fit in, but we do have some new characters, so I thought I would go ahead and read those to you. First up is the Archangel. 
The press release says, once a fierce heavenly warrior, now a deranged creature that talks to himself to pass the time. Not that he wasn't off his rocker to begin with. He's been chained up by the grill for hundreds of years, the consequence of consorting with a demon and conceiving Genesis. Guys, this is Genesis' daddy right here. He's horny as hell, and when he isn't chained up and dealing with multiple personalities, he's a force to be reckoned with. So we did see a quick appearance of the Archangel. Uh, the very, I don't know if it was the last scene of Preacher, but it was really like right after Cassidy was captured. He looks up and he sees the Archangel hanging above him. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this because, I mean, he's a significant part of the story, right? Huge, yes. If it wasn't for him and his penis, these things wouldn't be happening, Steve. Yeah, no. And uh, like they, they have him very, like that hanging scene, it's very similar to the comic. Oh, yeah. As far as his look. So I'm really hoping they do a lot. But again, they're trying to fit so much in that any all these people that you're listing off, I'm not expecting them to have a, a huge arc. Because you're really trying to do a lot. I don't know how any of them can have a huge arc. Exactly. In eight episodes. Yeah. They can't go off on like, you know, it, it won't be Angelville again. It will not be New Orleans again because there's, again, not to repeat myself, but there's so much going on with this and so many people that you're about to see that are coming into this that it's really anybody's guess how they're going to handle it. That's true. Speaking of other characters, Steve, I think you're going to be happy about this one. We have one Frankie Toscani or better hey. known as... Frankie the eunuch, he's going to be back. It says Frankie is a stereotypical mob boss, as Italian as his name sounds, straight out of Bensonhurst with a Brooklyn accent. His tenure as a torturer has indirectly given him a discerning eye of human psychology. So we're getting the eunuch, man. What do you think about that? I'm very excited. Not somebody that I was actually being like, I can't wait, but he's there. Like the archangel for me is the big one. That's a big deal. That means they're really going to go into the genesis of Genesis. You like that? I mean, it's okay. Don't don't go blowing yourself already. But yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not all of us could be a Danathan the Manathan. So Danathan the Manathan, Danathan the Mannequin, killing mannequins <laughs> with his mannequin. Got sick in Hawaii. Never eat spam again. Oh, I like that. In a tanning booth, just trying to get tan again. I like that. Next up is going to be a character. Now I don't recall this guy being from the book, but it doesn't mean anything. Kamal. A hardworking, loyal man. He's the local know-how when it comes to guns, fast cars, and dilemmas of the human heart. Think of him as Tulip's personal assistant. Whatever she needs to take down the grail, he'll be there to provide. So he sounds interesting. Oh, wait. They, yeah, that is an added person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, they've done this a lot already, but they've done it pretty well for the most part. So yeah, bring on Kamal. Let's see what he's got. Let's do it. Now, this may excite you. Pilot Steve. <laughs> And it wasn't even because of your name, so don't get happy because I said your name. I know how you think. (laughs) Pilot Steve is a gruff man's man type with loads of swagger and a strong moral compass. He's seen his fair share of oddities flying commercial routes all over the world, Steve. Maybe he's seen some things from above, if you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. He's got a stiff upper lip and a can-do attitude, but he has no idea what's coming for him when he meets Jesse Custer. Could he be in the middle of the desert, perhaps? I'm thinking that's what we're getting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so. So how does how would he possibly run into Jesse, Dan? I'm not going to tell you, Steve. (laughs) I don't even know if I know yet. I mean, if he's in the middle of the desert, there's one way he could run into him. I'm just going to say I don't know what's going on right now, Steve. It's a safe place to be. That is totally safe. And the next name you're going to say is about as racist a name as you can get. If that's his name. Well, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is his name I mean, on the depends. show. Because, you know, like when you see credits at the end uh-huh. of the movie and it'll yeah. say it was this person, right? Yes. So if it's in that, in descriptive kind of way, I think we're okay. I doubt it if it's one but of But if the they're like, hey, new. and then yeah. saying this name, yeah, we got an issue. Oh, so, it's Preacher. This is his name. Right. So the person that we're talking about is Arab Boy. A young charismatic. <laughs> Where's Arab Boy? <laughs> Woo! I'm wondering how this is going to go over. Uh, you know what? It's Preacher, man. Like, we're, they're going to piss somebody off, but I think we're going to be okay. And if anything happens this season... Seriously, like Seth Rogen could just be like, hey, go look at the boys. The timing might be everything if you think about it. The description is ill. It says, a young charismatic boy versed in ruthless economic realities of growing up in the streets of the Middle East. He's trained his dog to play dead in order to attract and rob unsuspecting good Samaritans. At least he's got a hustle. I mean, at least he's able to train a dog. And it sounds like his dog stays outside. So he is a very mature person. Oh, you're bringing up shit from the... You're crossing over right now. What are you talking about? No, no, I'm saying that it just seems as if he's trained his dog to be like, hey, do what you need to do outside. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I believe... Guys, what Steve's talking about? And again, he's trying to get me on a tangent right now. No, I'm I'm just saying... Can we just move on? All I'm saying is that it sounds like he has his dog trained. That's all I'm saying. And it Should says you it folks in the description. decide to join us over at Heroes of Noise, you're going to understand where this is coming from. All right. I'm anyway, not taking the bait, Steve. They don't. What's the? I mean, it sounds like it's it's. Those are cool. I'm very. I'm looking forward to what they do with oh, the name of this character. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him. I think it's perfectly <laughs> acceptable to say Arab boy. I don't think that's Holy a problem. Piss. Holy piss! Holy piss! No, because it's like if they had a character called, it'd be like, "This is a black boy." I'd Little black like, boy would not go over there. <laughs> <laughs> You got a point. I can't argue that. In today's America, yeah, it ain't happening. Yes, yeah, so Arab boy, shame on you, preacher. That is. Why so couldn't you call him funny. like, you know, give him a name? I almost yeah. said some shit, and then it made, I would then incriminate myself as oh, well. Oh, there's no. I was waiting for it. Why did you, you thought think, it was oh, going to happen, dude? That but it wasn't going to happen. Oh, but here's the thing. Here's what you guys don't know. Dan is an expert at editing. He would have came out looking like a saint anyway. <laughs> They'd have been like, why didn't you name him John Smith instead of anything else? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> did you see when that fucking upstanding citizen did that thing in the desert? <laughs> oh, maybe we need to start doing that just, just for fun. That, that's you totally fun. should. You totally <laughs> should. Like one day you should be like, uh, oh, we can't even. Yeah, I'm just going to walk up to random people on the street and say, can you just say these words? And so it'll always be a different voice. Oh, that would be so funny. So that you have like things you could just plug in. Oh, oh that would hilarious. be hilarious. All right. Dude. Game on. Game on. So that's really it. The only other thing that I can tell you outside of this trailer breakdown right now is that I know the names of the first two episodes because I have seen them. Episode one, Masada. So that should be exciting, right? I think the kids are yes. going to get excited about that. Episode two, The Last Supper. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Oh, God, I want to talk about it. But you know what? There's always time for that. Matter of fact, since we're back, guys, I think you can expect a show weekly unless, of course, they don't do one. So, wow, Steve, we got a lot to do, man. We it's do. weird. We're having a it's like going back to the gym when you haven't been back for a while. You just want to be there for like 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Because you feel like you're not quite ready to go. I, I don't know how that feels, but go on. OK, because you're an Adonis. But me, <laughs> not so Adonis. You know what I'm saying? You like that? <laughs> no, How's I know that what you for mean. a compliment. I could no, I could totally imagine what you're saying. I think that you're patronizing me right now. 
I'm gonna tell you straight up, Steve. Before we start season four, uh-huh. I'm not taking this from you this season. I believe. Well, the thing is, if I had your barrel chest, I wouldn't go to the gym. So the people that are just joining us right now, just now, now they have it in their head the barrel chest thing. Why you, you gotta do, do this to me, man? Because you have. A we barrel were doing chest. fine. Everyone knows you have a barrel chest. I don't even put pictures of myself up anymore because you've set up this this unrealistic description of me. I mean, you put up a picture of yourself. That's awesome. Hey, you know what? That's the wrong show, baby. You need to fucking chill out and get your mind <laughs> back right, into no the word. No more tangenting. No more tangenting. Good God. People, before we... Let me tell you something. Number one, I watched... Let me tell you a story. I watched a trailer for Preacher, the San Diego Comic-Con trailer. And I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, that was an interesting trailer. Here's how Dan's mind works. He watches the trailer and somehow extrapolated and noticed 800 different things. And I'm like... This is why Dan's so good at this show. Because he witnessed that he saw things I did not see. His trailer breakdown for a one-minute trailer is astounding. Total of three pages for a one-minute trailer. Dude. <laughs> I was like, when I looked at the notes, I was like, how? How did he do that? I came to do it, Steve. These people have been waiting for us. I see, because my, my breakdown would have been like, that thing that happened was dope. Anyway, thank you guys for coming. No. Dan is like, if you noticed... His collar was a bit wrinkled on the left side. Yeah, a little bit of ring around a collar. <laughs> I don't think he's doing dry cleaning. But yeah, it was a good trailer. Dan, can you give us the breakdown? Steve, I'd love to, man. That's the reason that we're here. And it's, you know what? It's been a long time since I've done one of these guys, so bear with me. Yeah. Now, I'm not going into the detail that I normally go into. This is just a breakdown of a one-minute trailer. But yes, you're right. I did get up. I did take care of this and write out the notes. I don't think I missed anything. We're about to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, the first time I've said this in 2019, here's the breakdown of the Preacher trailer from San Diego Comic-Con for season four. Right off the bat, we've got Hitler at the piano, and in the background, we see Humperdoo, or possibly a clone. I'm not entirely sure. Kind of leads me to believe that it is Humperdoo, though, because as we know, Humperdoo is a performer. He likes to do that old soft shoe, right? So we get a Hitler, and I don't speak German, folks, but he says something to the the effect of Eins, Freins. Eins, Franks, and then, of course, whatever four is in German. And that's it. Hitler gives off his four count, and the scene cuts. The next scene takes us to Cassidy, still in Masada, still hanging up and being captive. As we recall, Hoover did trick him at the end of season three. He thought he was going to go and save his friends, but of course, he got kidnapped by the grill. Now he's off in Masada, and he's been he's seen better days, folks. Let's just say that. Cassidy's looking down at one Frankie Toscani or Frankie the eunuch, depending on how you want to call this guy. And this is the part that gets me because Frankie, of course, is a very strong Italian man. He's got the Italian accent. He is straight up out of the mafia. He puts on a yarmulke and he gets out one of his sharpest tools of what I assume are many, many torture tools that he has. And Cassidy gives off a scream. Now, folks, I know why I ain't going to tell you, but for good reason. And it's, it's kind of brilliant. Now, they get all fancy right here, Steve, and, they, and the scene crossfades. It's not like a quick cut. It's a crossfade, blending shit together, and we get a new character, and this is what I was getting at about Hoover. I know for a fact for this character to be named Hoover 2. They weren't uh, stretching when they did this here. He is, his name is Hoover 2 in the show, and he appears to be singing to a group of Grail soldiers in this unknown location what looks like a bar. We see his audience gather around him, but then it all gets interrupted as Jesse pulls the plug on the jukebox Everyone turns around, looks at him, because, you know, they, they now they've interrupted Hoover 2's performance, of course. And you don't do that shit. It's kind of rude when you think about exactly. it. Exactly. There's a right way and a wrong way. I don't know. Maybe it's out of context, but we'll find out sooner or later. Grill turns around, and they see Jesse standing there with the plug in his hand. And, of course, Tulip, looking like her bad self, sitting there. And she goes, hi, 
Sorry to interrupt your little sing along. Mm, mm, mm. Are you ready for some Ruth Nega, bro? Because I am. Yes, dude. Yes. Uh, side thing, guys. She is going to be in a movie. If you guys are fans of Ruth Nega, she's going to be in a movie with Brad Pitt. Now, again, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm really, really pro Brad Pitt right now. But he has a movie coming out called Ad Astra. We do get Ruth Nega in this one. That's your girl right there. I don't even want to get started, Steve. I will not. I don't I'm not even want to get started on that, Steve. That's your girl, though. If we're going to do a tangent, let's keep it preacher-related. Let's go back to season one. Remember how disappointed we were? Not because Tulip was of a different ethnicity, or it was just, it just wasn't, a, and I hate to sound like a dumb hashtagger, but it wasn't our Tulip. We were, we were really worried about that, and she has since proven herself so well on this oh, show. Oh, it's that over. I, I yes. absolutely love this version of Tulip. I'm so happy she's back, guys. Anyway, I'll proceed. Oh, it's fantastic. So the next thing we see is a shot of the mountainside where the Masada has been carved in and it's been there for well over 2,000 years now. We see the headquarters. We are going to see so much Masada in this. I don't know if it's going to be for like an extended amount of time, but we're going to see Masada and I think you guys are going to be very happy with it. Oh, yes. Next thing is Hitler is sitting down. He's sitting with Hairstar. and they're in this room that has all the portraits of the past Allfathers on there. So we see... The last Allfather who met his fate, again, hanging butthole, if you'll recall. And so what they're doing is they're looking at what seems to be like a large book or some kind of a, uh, a manual. I'm not entirely sure what it is. Are they going over Mein Kampf? Is it the Bible? I, I really don't know what it is, but or possibly it's just a playbook for Grail. A little bit later, I find out that it might be this, but it's still, I have no proof of this just yet. We cut over to Tulip. She's back in the bar still. She's sitting there and she says, your boss kidnapped our friend. We then see Featherstone. Standing in what seems to be this dark hallway of Masada, and it appears that she's punching Cassidy in the gut, knocking him to the floor. I can tell you this, guys. So far, she's off the chain. I think this is going to be her best season yet. Who plays Featherstone again? Oh, Steve, you must be referring to friend of the show, Julianne Emery, who plays yeah. Featherstone. If, if you're referring to that Featherstone, then yes, that's who it is. Yeah, your friend. Not, not friend of the, well, kind of friend of the show, sort of, but she's your friend. You guys like talk. Listen, Hudson, whose yeah. fault is that? Nicely done. I'm just saying. You even got to see her on Skype. Her and Malcolm. We didn't do it the whole time, but you know, you got to at least see each other first and say hi and all that kind of stuff. Did you, were you, were you, I feel were bad you? for her. I didn't feel so bad. I see these two great people, these two wonderful, friendly celebrities that are laughing and totally in their zone, and they have to look at me. It's kind of fucked well, up. Gee, you know what what you t- did you have your beard at the time? I may have had my beard at the time. Oh, you were a G then. I was shirtless and oiled, so it might have been weird for him. So barrel chest. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, you got to represent, right? You did. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm out of the shower. How you guys doing? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm sorry that my camera is at crotch level and I just stepped out of the shower. <laughs> but now you know what I'm working with, so let's begin. You, you turn around and be like, oh, oh, hey, I didn't see you there. And that's how I didn't get the interview, guys. <laughs> I know. That's how, that's how it happens. But she is both Malcolm... Uh, Barrett and Julianne Emery were just so awesome. They were just incredible. But it's definitely Dan's friend. Go on. Great people. Great people. And uh, since we're talking about Malcolm, he does pop up in The Boys. So we're back to The Boys again, Steve. I'm trying not to, but God damn it. The threads. The threads of the, the threads. show, right? Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg. Yeah, I know. Oh, my goodness. It's a wonderful time to be alive when you're watching television, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. But where was I? Oh, yes. That's right, Steve. I digress. We see an aerial shot 
of a desert scene where Tulip's car is doing donuts while surrounded by Gale vehicles. Go, oh, not Gale. That's my wife. Oh, look, don't about her, take yo. that out. Don't I take that. Her, that was adorable. I know. That's the truth right there. I'm not going to take it out. I'm just the saying. The holy Gale. At that moment, I was thinking about my wife, Gale. So the holy Gale. I love her to death, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. She's a wonderful person. Yes. But yes, they're doing donuts, guys. Tulip's doing donuts. I think it's Tulip. Do I know it's Tulip? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm not telling you folks because you haven't seen it yet. But that's totally true. That's what's going on. It's an aerial shot. You see Tulip's car doing donuts and it's surrounded by what appears to be grail vehicles. Why do I say that? They're all white. What the hell else would it be? Very true. The scene then cuts to Tulip who is standing at a bar and she asks, who wants to help us get him out? From there, we see Jesse who is seated in an airplane that does not seem to be in the best situation possible. Oxygen bags have been deployed. The plane is experiencing turbulence. Maybe it's turbulence. Maybe it's going down. Who knows? But Jesse is on a plane uh-huh. and it's, it's not looking good. So that excites me. I love it. It excites me very much. I think you're faking it, Steve. I don't think you do love it, but that's oh, okay. I am in, I am, I'm very pumped. It's early in the season. Don't yes. worry. Your energy level will rise up sooner or later. Oh, for sure. While this is going on, we hear God say, my great design is at work. Well, no, actually he says it like this. My great design is at work. And we get a glimpse. See that, folks? I've upgraded some shit since the last so time we impressive. saw each other. Thank you very much. I, mean, I don't like to brag, Steve, but, you know, if we're going to go all out. We're going all out, for sure. Now, saying, son. <laughs> <laughs> From there, we get a glimpse of what appears to be a handbook. Now, I'm getting back to that, what they were looking at. It might not be the same thing, but we do nonetheless see a handbook. And from what I can see, and believe me, I'm looking right at it. It says Apocalypse 2020, the end of the world. So they've got this thing all planned out down to the detail, and I cannot wait to see what happens with it. But I do find it funny that it does say Apocalypse 2020, the end of the world. You figure they would, I don't know, come up with something a little more creative, but whatever. Yeah, Seth Rogen ain't got time for that. He's on. His he's way like, to I got the else. boys to work with. Yes. That's what he's trying to say. Let's not knock the show, Steve. We're being mean. Exactly. I'm you sorry, are- ladies and gentlemen. We're rusty at this. We'll get back to it sooner or later. You will feel the full word vibe soon. Yeah, this is just a trailer, ladies and gentlemen. This is trailer. This is just the preseason special. This is essentially our warm-up, or yes. as we like to call a pregame. Yes. So once the title page is flipped, we see the first phase. It's revealed. It says phase one, infiltrate. So there's a little something. Do, okay. do with it what you will. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's all you can do. Yeah, don't keep this shit to yourself. Tell somebody. Yeah. Star smiles, and he stands behind God, who says, and it's going to be beautiful. From there, we cut to Tulip's car, which is crashing at full speed through a garage door. What's happening okay. there? Maybe I know, maybe I don't. I'm not going to tell you. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> the next. <laughs> and then, of course, we go into Hairstar, who is standing over Hitler. See, they seem like they were getting along, Steve, okay? But again, okay. It's, the pre- it's Preacher. We don't know what's going to happen. They were being very cordial with each other. But the next clip that we see, we see Hairstar, who's standing over Hitler in a racquetball court. And he's beating him with his racquetball racket. So things have changed quickly. I don't know quickly. what's going on. I honestly don't have an answer for you. But, you know, since there's 10 episodes, if you don't count time jumps, things have changed pretty quickly. How are we doing so far, Steve? Is there anything that you want to address? Is, do you, I, I, I don't. You're saying you're not saying anything that gives anything away. And I am lo- like the trailer gave nothing away for me either. So I was like, yeah. you've seen a few apps. Me, I'm just like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> well, I mean, I prefer to keep it that way. You know? I like but, this. You are not ruining anything. Thank you. Thank you. Because I really don't want to do that. However, have I said anything so far that gives you any type of theory? Only the plane. Any thoughts? It's straight from the comic. I know what's going to happen. 
Oh, and it's going to be beautiful. If that's gonna the case, it's going to be beautiful and sad. Okay, keep up the high energy, Dan, because you're getting sad again. This is this is all going to happen yes. so fast, guys. I don't even know what to do with myself. But getting back to the trailer, we see Tulip, who's now dressed in her Grail disguise from season three. I believe that her character's name, because I like the alter ego that she used. I believe it was Marnie. I want to say Marnie Jernigan, okay. but that's not true at all because that's someone I knew in elementary school. But it's something like that. <laughs> I don't really remember, but we'll just go with Marnie for now. <laughs> yes. I wonder how Marnie Jernigan's doing, Steve. You're a good person. Did you know her? Yeah. As I said, I knew her from grade school. Oh. I always talk about friends from grade oh, school and whatnot. With yeah. this, though. Uh, well, no, that was high school. Okay. Guys, if you want, never mind. Oh, okay. Listen to Heroes of Noise. If I may just do a shameless plug, listen to Heroes of Noise. There's tons of insanity on that show. So, like I was saying, it looks like she's brought back Marnie. So we'll see if I, I hope that's what she does just because I like it when she goes down that road. She says things are going to get ugly. And then we cut to Jesse who is punching a masked person. Now this, this right here, guys, I'm going to stop for a second. I know I'm talking fast because I'm getting excited, but this part really excites me. We cut to Jesse. He's punching this person who's masked, uh, dressed very flamboyantly with a, uh, what's it was like, you know, like those ball masks, you know, when everyone that, that eyes yes. wide shut kind of shit. There's some, yes, you know, totally. usually I think they, those masks, I bet you there's a sex party store and that's where they sell these masks. That's just my guess. But anyway, getting back to what I just said right now about the whole sex party thing, this guy's dressed in like what looks to be like robes and he's got this crazy mask on and Jesse just punches the shit out of this guy in the hallway. And as he's punching him in slow motion, you see a, okay, kids, earmuffs, you see a double fisted dildo. I didn't write the script, guys. I'm just telling you what's happening. A double-fisted dildo flies through the air and hits him on the shoulder in slow motion, of course. And then we hear like a squeak sound. This tells me right away that this is the home of Jesus Desaad. We are going to see... Spoilers, we're going to see Jesus Desaad, guys. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but... Jesus Desaad was addressed way earlier in the series, right? Oh, not the yeah. series, but the comic. Yeah, the comic. Yep. I appreciate that they brought him because I was really looking forward to him being there. When they sort of skipped over that timeline, I was like, oh, well, I mean, I guess it's just another loss that we're cutting, but they brought him and I'm hoping that they're bringing him correct because he looks perfect. Oh, he does for sure. The guy that they have playing Jesus Desaad looks perfect to the spotted collar and the cape and the, the little cod piece that he's wearing and his boots. He looks fucking perfect. And I just hope that they spend enough time. I don't know how they're getting there, but I hope they spend enough time at the Desaad estate. From this point, the trailer cuts and we see Jesse, who's now standing in a life raft. This is going to be post plane scene. It has to be, right? It has to be. But if it's post plane scene, well, you know what I'm getting at, Steve, right? Oh, yes, we do. It's crazy, guys, because there are things that happened very quickly in the uh, first couple episodes that lead me to think one thing. However, as I'm reading this, I feel that it's another thing. I don't know what's going to I'm I'm telling you, this is the most <laughs> confused I've been ever with this show. And yes. it's kind of exciting. And it's, the only reason, yeah, we're being cryptic is because we don't know what's happening. Yeah, I really don't know. I literally don't know. I wouldn't ruin it for you if I did know. But the plane makes me think one thing. This life raft makes me think something completely different. So who the hell knows what's going to happen here? Nonetheless, it's Jesse. He's standing in the middle of a life raft in the what I assume is the ocean. And he's with who I believe to be Pilot Steve. Rain's pouring down. It's a bad situation. Stay tuned. We'll see what happens. We then cut to Tulip, who continues her prediction and says, possibly deadly. You know how they're doing that there. That's that's the thing about yeah. these, these preacher trailers Cricket. is they just throw flash after yeah. flash and you kind of have to put it together. And it's genius. I'm hoping that they're doing this in a way that I, like, I already have sort of an idea of what's happening to some degree, but I'm hoping that they're throwing me off. Likewise. 
we get a couple of shots of Cassidy in full vampire mode. Now, Steve, I, I want to stop for a second because throughout the past three seasons, you have sort of been a little disappointed in the handling of his vampire powers, basically. Yes. I don't know if they're going to, even from that clip I saw in the trailer, I don't know if they're going to do Like this. how far they're going to go down the hole? Yeah, I don't think they're going to want to do I think they're not going to do it. I mean, I don't know, because we have seen, we've only seen just like little bits and pieces of what he can do. Exactly. But I feel like they're going balls out this time. So hopefully we're going to get some really good Cassidy stuff. One thing that I should mention is that there is another trailer that I didn't even bother to break down because I was truly waiting for the final trailer from SDCC. But I can tell you, we do get some, I guess they're flashbacks. I'm thinking that they're flashbacks. And we see a younger, a much younger Cassidy in what appears to me to be World War I garb. So I'm okay. really thinking that they, we might get a Cassidy origin here. Maybe just in a really quick flashback, but I think they're going to give it a nod to it. I think that the fans have said enough on Twitter and via podcasts and whatever that they want this. So stay tuned, guys. I have a feeling that we're going to see the origin of, of Cassidy. Should I timestamp it, Steve? I'm timestamping it. What the fuck? Done deal. Preseason special, I call it. We'll see what happens. Anyway, blood's dripping down his face. You know, he's ripped the throat out of a grail soldier, I assume. So, yeah, this is going to be good stuff, man. Oh, it's going to be good regardless, for sure. We then move to outside of Masada. It's outside, and there's a grail soldier who's looking off into the distance at something that is scaring the shit out of him. He looks terrified. Something's approaching. And then it cuts back, and we get one of our famous preacher flashes where it's all text, and it says, it all goes to hell. Flashes across the screen, and then we then see the exterior of the Desaad House of Entertainment. That's what they're calling it. It looks like it's a big ranch area. Mm -hmm. It looks pretty huge, and I have a feeling that we're going to see a shit ton of debauchery. I'm really, really hoping, fingers crossed. I'm excited about that. Yes. If anything, I got to be honest with you, that's one of the things that excites me the most. Only because they, they decided to bring him back. So, like, if you're going to bring him back, you might as well go big, right? Totally true. So, a double-fisted dildo flying through the air is a really good sign of what we're going to see. <laughs> I Like, I normally don't get excited when I see double-fisted dildos flying through the air and striking people. It seems a little violent. Normally is a funny word. But I don't know. I mean... We don't know what else is happening here, but to quote Tracy Morgan, it seems like it's all assholes and toes. So I'd never heard him say that. Tracy Morgan doing an interview and he said that uh, he went to an orgy, like a Hollywood orgy or no, a New York orgy among celebrities or something yeah. like that. He didn't give any names. Too bad. But he said he opened up the door and it was all assholes and toes. <laughs> that is funny. Tracy Morgan's crazy. That man. is funny. As we're seeing this exterior of the Desaad House of Entertainment, we get a voiceover from Jesse who says, I have the greatest power in the universe. The door to the Desaad estate opens and several of Desaad's guests greet Jesse at the door. Not that I like furries, but I like weird shit. Mm -hmm. Like on TV. Yeah, of course. Was that believable, dude? Yeah. Should I edit that part out, bro? No. You think people are going to know about my weird kinky? Oh, they know. They already know. Oh, well. Any person that had a mud like that in high school is a weird individual now. You know what? Stop bringing up old shit, all right? My bad. Go on. We then catch a glimpse of Desaad himself. And like I said, guys, he looks spot on. He's standing on a staircase dressed in only a cape, what appears to be a codpiece of sorts, and boots. I assume this is Jesse's first encounter with him, and it goes kind of awry from there as we see Jesse saying he's going to save the world, and we get a clip of him punching Desaad right in the face in front of all of his guests. Kind of rude, but he probably deserved it. That's all I'm saying. Yes. But then again, Jesse punches everybody in the face. He does. But yes, getting back to the furries, we got more furries in the background. Are you familiar with what a furry is, Steve? I am. Have you ever done that? 
Come on, Gene. No. Have you ever dressed like a furry and gone to a, like a furry convention? Kind of. I'm a hairy person. So me, I live a furry life. Would you go to a furry convention? No. If I said, hey, guess what, man? There's a furry convention going on right now. For a goof, I got free tickets. You want to go? I No, no, no. You wouldn't go just to spectate this shit? Bro, I don't like human being and animal mixes. You know that. Oh, this is true. That would be my hell. So I thought you were going for a kink shaming thing. It's no. not that at all. This is an actual phobia. Yes. Thing. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to let you off the hook. You Thank don't have you. to come. Appreciate that. When the scene changes, we have Jesse riding in the passenger seat of a truck next to a woman. Uh-huh. And she replies, it's a bit late for that. I'm assuming that he's, she's answering his whole, I'm going to save the world of part. Course. That's just my guess. Now, here's where it gets a little crazy. We then get a shot of Ars face who's sitting in a toilet stall doing his business as you do in a toilet stall. Of course. But there's other things that you could do in a toilet stall is what I'm getting at, Steve. Okay. And I'll go ahead and address that right now. So to Ars face's right is a uh, what looks to be like toilet paper rounded out into one of the walls of the stall. That pops open. Two fingers pop out. And it reveals that that's not just a little holder. In fact, Steve, it is a glory hole. Oh, wow. Have you ever seen a glory hole in real life? No. You sure? No. Guys, uh, we're from Fresno, from California. We have Highway 99. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. I was going to San Francisco and I had to go pee, right? So I pulled over. I would say this is in roughly, I don't know, like Merced or something like that. There's this little rest stop. It looks very non-threatening to me. So I go into one of the stalls. All of the urinals are taken. I'm sorry to get so graphic with you. I'm doing my business. I look to my right. What do I see? It's an actual glory hole. Wow. I couldn't get comfortable with my pee for the rest of the time, Steve. In fact, I was pressing a little too hard because I was trying to get out so quickly. But yes, glory holes exist, ladies and gentlemen. I never really knew this to be true. I've only heard it in myths and legends and shit like only that. Only on myths and legends, right? Only in dreams, Steve. Okay. But bad dreams, you okay. know? Uh-huh. Yeah. From this point, we get another preacher graphics flash on the screen. It says, in the end. We get back to our face, back with this glory hole. And he does something that you should never do. I'm going to tell you guys right now. Consider this a PSA. Don't ever look directly into a glory hole. No. And if you choose to find out why, be my guest, but don't say I didn't warn you. And you'll probably end up with, with one less eye. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's a problem, Steve. I hear it's an epidemic. Oh, God, I hope it's not. But it's a problem to say the least. <laughs> I hope it's not an epidemic. Because if I start seeing glory holes popping up everywhere, then I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. I may have to catheterize myself or something. Wow. I take precautions. I see. Or you could just go to the urinal. Why well, you got to make shit easy, Steve? <laughs> I mean, you know it's saying? quicker than catheterizing yourself. I'm just saying uh-huh. the situation may pop up sometime where I don't have that opportunity. That's Maybe true. it's just all toilet stalls. You're right. And going to another place is not an option. You must catheterize What if I have yourself? to go really bad, Steve? Yep. I can't just get back on the freeway and drive to another town. Good thing you had the catheter. And then if I go outside and try to pee in public and then I get caught, now I'm a sex offender. There is no other mm-hmm. option than catheterizing. Yeah, whatever, Judgy Judgenstein. I like that name, by the way. From there, guys, we get a quick shot of possible Hoover 2. Mm-hmm. I think it's Hoover 2. I'm not entirely sure it's it's him, but it's possibly him, okay? He's standing in this room with all the all-father portraits, and there's someone else that I really couldn't see. I even tried to slow it down. Not entirely sure who it is, but nonetheless, they're dressed in white, so I'm assuming it's either Tulip dressed as a Grail agent, or who knows? Is it Featherstone? I really have no freaking clue who this is. Neither but he's shooting at this person, yeah. and the person jumps through the window to avoid getting killed. But if you're on the top of a mountainside, are you still going to get killed if you jump out a window? Good question. What's worse, getting shot or jumping through a window and falling to your death? It's a catch-22 it situation, is. ladies and gentlemen. 
Incidentally, be sure to watch Julianne Emery on Catch-22 on Hulu. It's a wonderful show. Yeah. See how I did that? I see that. You see how I work all that shit in there? I do. I do. I'm taking care of my people, man. (laughs) But getting back to the trailer, Steve, because really that's why we're here. We see Cassidy. He's clearly not in peril at this point. And uh, I'm not entirely sure what's going on with this here, as a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, I'm really not sure what's going on. But he's got bleached hair. He looks like he's well put together, healthy even. But he does say to somebody, we all got to die sometime. We then get this guy, an Australian man. And I know he's an Australian man because he's uh, he's on the beach. He's carrying a cooler with him. He's got a beer and a koozie. And a, over his shoulder, I believe, is a, a towel, like a beach towel, that has the Australian flag on it. And if that wasn't enough to convince me that he's Australian, the man says, crikey, and then he's running towards something. Oh. Now, this might be trailer trickery right here, some editing magic, because it appears that the Saint of Killers then shoots him, point blank, but I have a feeling it's editing trickery. I don't think that they would just throw him in, crikey, and he's just an extra, and they gave him, him, you know what I mean? Like, there's something to this. Come on. This guy's a preacher. They know what they're doing. Of course. I think. I'm pretty sure they do. I feel strongly that they do. I think so. We then see Star, who is seated and telling someone to kindly wrap up their hysterics and make their point. Star's right ear. Here's some, this is an important thing right here. This is something you should be excited about, Steve, because Star's right ear is a tangled mess of flesh. If we're talking comics, and we are, I think they are going to give us what we want when it comes to the loss of body parts and hair star. We will see. I will say that. We will see. For those of you who haven't read the comics, if they go down a certain route, it's going to be really fun for y'all. You're lucky. Yes, you're right, Steve. If they read the comic, they're going to know the whole story. And it's kind of one of my favorite parts of the book. Like, it's a running gag that just keeps getting worse and worse. Totally. But here's the big question of the day. What could that be on his ear? That's a great question. And I may have a great answer, but I'm not telling you. Exactly. I knew you were going to be able to say it. So, yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) We also get a shot of God's eyes, and the man doesn't look happy. And when the shot pans out, We get this really crazy scene that kind of reminds me of the very opening scene of season one, where it's like animation, this odd retro animation, a little bit of claymation involved or stop motion, I should say. And it's God who is spreading his arms out in fury and you see dinosaurs. So to me, it seems like maybe they're going to show us a little flashback of uh, the dinosaurs extinction. But I'm very much looking forward to this particular part just because it looks so wild and different from the rest of the show. Agreed. We're getting close to being done, guys, because at this point, it just becomes a series of really quick clips that are like, you know, closing out the trailer. So I'm going to go ahead and hit these bullet points real quick. We get a cut of Jesse, who seems to be in pain and crawling away from what possibly could be a grail vehicle. It has checkers on it, though. So do they have their own cab service? Is it just is it some kind of Australian thing? I don't know. But it's a white checkered vehicle that clearly is the grail because there's been nothing that represents the grail the entire time that isn't white or red. Right. True. There's more plane talk here, Steve, because we have Cassidy, who is seated next to Jesse on a plane. So we might get several planes. Is this going to be a plane-rich season? I'm not entirely sure. Is it the same plane and just crazy shit's going on? I don't know. But nonetheless, we have Cassidy seated next to Jesse on a plane, and he's got three of those, you know, those little mini, those little mini bottles of vodka yes. and that you get on planes or in the liquor store if you're broke, that kind of thing. And he's got three of them and he's drinking them at the same time. So in typical Cassidy fashion, he's gone away from like cooling from an air conditioner and he's actually drinking some high end vodka. now. I think it's high end. Who knows? I'm not going to go too much into this here. You guys can put it together yourself. But Hairstar, we get this shot and he's getting hit by what appears to be a bullet right into, you know, those silencing headphones that they Mm -hmm. wear to keep Jesse from using the word on him. He gets hit there. 
So we get that scene I just talked about a little while ago. I'm getting excited. Another scene is Jesse and Tulip. They're riding in a car and Tulip says the famous words until the end of the world. Jesse standing between the two Middle Eastern men that we see in the trailer. I think they're about to attack each other, but who knows? We'll find out shortly. And then we have Tulip looking through quickly, like just quickly looking through a closet, spreading some clothing around. And then we have Hitler who's walking amongst a group of grail soldiers looking kind of fierce. I don't know. Is he walking to his death? Is he going to be the leader here? Who knows? But that's what it is. And then we cut back to Jesse, who is answering Tulip from her question before. And he answers her until the end of the world. It's a beautiful thing. It is. Winding things down, though, Steve, Featherstone is dressed in what looks like battle armor. She's behind the wheel of one of those vehicles, and she's just completely losing her shit, yeah. slamming on the uh, steering wheel. Yep. It cuts to a shot of Jesse, who is then closing a door. We got Tulip opening a door. We got Jesse closing a door. And the very last shot appears to be what I think is the apocalypse. I hope it's not the final scene, because, Steve, we both know we want to see that final scene. Yes, I do want to see the final scene. You know, so let's hope it's there. But it looks to be, let's just say this. It looks like a very apocalyptic situation going on. Mm -hmm. There are large explosions in the background. We even see a mushroom cloud. Shit is going to go down this season. I can't stress it enough. And the very final shot of this trailer is the wonderful preacher title card with the apocalypse in the background. And underneath it, it reads the final season. Boom. Yeah. Little tear rolls down my face, man. And that is the end of the trailer. Man. It's been a while since I talked that much, like for that long. Held it. So good job. I'm excited. I'm excited for. I don't know what it means, but I'm excited for season four. I'm looking forward to it, guys. That's really kind of it. We just wanted to touch bases with you guys that's and let it. you know that the word is back. We are happy to be back, and we are looking so forward to this season. This is the part where I need to let you know where you can get in touch with us if you have comments about this episode or any other episode for the rest of the season. This is where we do it. Steve, I'm going old school. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Word, the unofficial preacher podcast. My name is Dan Ramirez, and I've got some contact information for you. I'm going to do it like this. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at asktheword_podcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that's asktheword_podcast at gmail.com. That's where you send your responses, your comments, your questions, and that's where we're going to reply from, all right? Hit us up on Twitter at word underscore podcast. You can reach me, Dan, at DanQPublic. You can reach my buddy Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. That's how you get a hold of us. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Spotify, etc. We're everywhere. That's that's how good we are, man. We, we want to bring it to you, so we make sure that we can. And also, go over to www.heroesofnoise.com. That's where we live. There you're going to find Heroes of Noise podcast and, of course, the word The Unofficial Preacher podcast. And speaking of podcasts, scroll down. Keep going. All right. See that? That's the Pods of Justice section right there. That's where you can hear at least six right now other podcasts. They're all our friends. They all do great jobs. And we want you to include them in your podcast diet, your weekly diet. All right? Other than that, I'm just happy to be back. But one more thing. If you want to leave us a voicemail, now this is important because we use these all the time. Stay on that page. Scroll back up. And just click on the voicemail link there you can record your lovely voices it'll come to us via this email that we're talking about and guess what we're going to play them on the show because that's what we do we want to make this season fun we want to make it exciting we want to do the best job that we can so help us out and include yourself in it all right other than that i'm going to turn it over to the one the only the man with the plan the man with the golden tones you may remember this guy steve eugene hudson take it over buddy dan just killed it Flawlessly, as normal, killing yeah, it what I do. as every day. 
I'm glad you guys sat with us. It was a wonderful time. I had a great time getting back to the word. If you really want to support us, leave a five-star review on iTunes. Please, please, please. The five-star review definitely bumps up, bumps up where we get our, you know, the searches, where we end up in the search uh, situation. When you search for us, we'll be the first to pop up when we get a bunch of reviews. So if you want to support us, please do that five-star review. We love y'all. Can't wait for the first episode of the actual season four of Preacher. The next voice you're going to hear is that Brother Dan, holla at ya, bidoy. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this preseason special, letting us kind of work out the lumps and knots that have accumulated over the last year. We're very, very happy to be here, and we're very, very happy to spend this last season with you. And we are going to try and bring you the best possible season that we could ever bring to you. I promise you that. I mean that with all my heart. It has been an honor and a pleasure to come back and talk to you folks. We're going to talk to you very, very soon. Within the next, say, I don't know, seven, eight days, something like that. Don't quote me. We're very busy, man, but we're going to get there. And rest assured that once we get one episode dropped, in this case, it's going to be two, we'll be there to talk about it. My name is Dan Ramirez. That is Steve Hudson. We call ourselves The Word, the unofficial preacher podcast. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. And thanks for listening to The Word.